Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. It is an honor and a true pleasure to introduce you to our first guest, Josh Tapp. Josh is the host of Apple iTunes Top 25 Marketing and Entrepreneurship Podcast, The Lucky Titan. Josh has worked with over a thousand of the world's top entrepreneurs, discovering the most coveted business success secrets and sharing them with the world. His company, Podcast Multipliers, has helped over 750 entrepreneurs in counting to launch, monetize, and scale their own industry-leading podcasts and has generated millions of dollars in sales for his own company, Podcast Multipliers. Leveraging the Podcast Multiplier method, Josh has closed multi-six-figure deals, purchased a multi-million dollar business with no money down, and given a keynote speech in front of a group of billionaire tech investors on the power of Podcast Multipliers. Hey guys, it's Tori Barker. I am here with my first guest, Josh Tapp, and I'm so excited to introduce you. But first, I wanted to kind of tell you how Josh and I uh, met, and then he can kind of tell you how this all came about. So back in 2019, when I started my business, Creative Marketing, um, I got a inquiry from somebody named Josh Tapp, and he had a podcast. And I thought, who is this guy? <laughs> and he wanted me to be a guest on this show. And so um, I don't know how it came about. Josh, you're going to have to tell us. but that's how we met. You know, back in 2019, I was a guest on his podcast and we've been connected ever since. And Josh has been killing it in his business. He's been growing and I'm just so excited to kind of jump in and learn more about him. But Josh, tell me how you found me back in <laughs> yeah. 2019. Well, I know we were talking about this before because it's so, it was, it was funny is that I, in 2019, I was doing a daily show. And if you've ever tried that, it's tough. I mean, even getting one a week is hard enough, but a daily show, a keeping good guests. And so my methodology at the time was like, figure out if anybody posts something amazing on LinkedIn, I reach out to them. I was like, Hey, you know, obviously I did some research that you're actually a business owner and everything, because that's the nature of my show. But then I ended up meeting Tori. We've done quite a few different things since then. You know, we've talked a few times and yeah. I'm excited to see, see where she's going. And just a, just a heads up to all of you listening to this is that Tori's a little bit nervous today. No, don't spill spill the beans, but she's killing it. Right. So give her, give her a shout out on social media because this show is going to be amazing. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So as you know, this podcast is about visionaries. It's creative visionaries podcast. And so Josh, I wanted to ask you kind of right off the bat, when did you realize that you were a visionary? You know, I, I wouldn't say that it was like I knew I was a visionary, but what most people probably know, so they listen to my show is I'm actually a fifth generation entrepreneur, but my, the last two generations. So my father and my grandfather were not very successful entrepreneurs. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Like the disconnect that happened, um, both very successful men in other ways, 
you know, great, great men, but, uh, they, they really instilled that the vision of, of entrepreneurship. And my, my father was really into network marketing. And when I was 12 years old, maybe even younger, um, he would go and like share his business plan with, with, you know, families. And so he, I think he kind of caught on that. I was the one kid who had interest in business pretty young. And so he started to, um, bring me with him to these business meetings. I'd be sitting there just kind of listening or whatnot, but then about, I want to say six months in, this is probably where he kind of hit the peak of his success. Um, he was actually doing pretty well in that network marketing company. And so they were recognizing him on stage and he brought me up with him and everybody was like cheering for me and everything. And I remember being like, this is the coolest world ever. Right. (laughs) Um, cause I was like, all I do is sit there, but whatever. Um, and, but I think that was kind of where the fire really started for me was like getting up on stage and doing those things. And, and my, my dad, he just did such a great job of, of helping me realize that I loved entrepreneurship. But more recently, I think I finally realized that that was my core strength was, was being the visionary leader, right? Which sounds so weird saying that, but I'm very unorganized. Tor <laughs> even experienced that when I hopped on the call today. I'm like putting away a file, losing a file as we're talking. So anyways, I'm, back. I, I'm focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I, I found that, um, I did a disc assessment and it actually said that I was the visionary leader. And I was like, what did that even mean? Yeah. But then I was talking to my team about it and they're like, yes, that is the one thing you're good at. <laughs> you know, like I, I can do the sales. I can do things like that. You know, I can do the operations, but I found that even more recently that if I will just focus on being the person who inspires the next person and gets people excited about it, that's my core strength. And yeah, so I, I would say it's actually a more recent finding of, of being able to put a word to it. And it's mm-hmm. really weird to tote that around. Like I'm a visionary leader, right? Like it's just, it, to me is like, it's exciting to know who I am and, and what my strengths are, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause I'm in the same boat. It's more recent for me too, to have kind of found this title or, you know, word that defines who I am. And it came from a book that I was reading, which is called rocket fuel. And it is awesome. So it's about visionaries and integrators. And so the authors talk about um, what role each of those people play in a business. And so you they have an online assessment and I can put the uh, link in the show notes for everybody to check it out if they want. And so you go through this assessment and you answer these questions and it tells you, you know, like what percentage of a, a visionary you are and what percentage of an integrator you are. And I was like, rocket at the top for <laughs> visionary. And I was like, this makes so much sense <laughs> because it's like, I had all these crazy ideas and I think big picture and it's like, I want to inspire people and I can just visualize these ideas and these concepts. But I always just thought it was how I thought. And when somebody put kind of a definition to it, I was like, Oh my gosh, that is really who I am. (laughs) So I'm like, gosh, this like whole awakening. I'm like, I'm a visionary. This is amazing. <laughs> it's why you're starting a podcast. It's a perfect exactly. place to, to build people up. <laughs> yes. So, so anyway, so Josh, tell me, um, you have a new business that you're launching, which is the podcast multipliers. Mm-hmm. And I am super excited to hear you talk about this, where this concept came from, um, what inspired you to create this and what the model is. And I'd love for you to share with everyone, um, what the podcast multipliers is. Yeah, you bet. So this, this actually came to be 
because I've, I've had multiple marketing companies over the past, I think, seven, eight years now. And I just kind of found my love for marketing, but I, I was constantly running into the same problem that I'd get to about half a million to a million a year and be like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't love this model, you know? And I, I remember, I think it was like 2017, maybe 2016 when I started my first podcast. Actually, it might've been a little earlier than that. But anyways, I, I had a, a coach who was like, he's like, Josh, the reason why you're not happy is because you're serving the wrong people. Mm. And I remember that just like punching me in the face and going, you're right. But I realized through podcasting that the people I jived with best and that I could provide the best result for were actually the hyper wealthy, mm. that very successful entrepreneur, you know, doing a hundred million dollars plus a year. And so I started to serve those people through masterminds, but that model was not for me. <laughs> it just, it felt like herding cats and we did very well in that company, but I, I was kind of at this transitionary stage where I'm like, do I keep growing this? Because we had grown pretty quickly and we had an opportunity to scale it quickly or to pivot. Yeah. And I remember asking my mastermind members, right? So a lot of these are very successful entrepreneurs and just saying, what, what would you pay me for? Like, like what's, what's something that you need that you feel like I could, could provide? And at the time, our podcast had hit top 50 on iTunes and they're all like, I want that, but I don't have time to do it. Yeah. And so I remember sitting here going, well, what if I were to build a team or like rent you the team that I already had doing my show and, you know, we can do your show the same way. Right. And so I ended up beta testing with about 50 people, or excuse me, 50, that'd been great. Five people <laughs> uh, with about five people and, you know, kind of figure out the pricing model and everything. And actually over the last two years, we've been running this company for about two years, but I have not been loud about it because yeah. we've been refining the process. We've been doing it referral only simply because of the nature of, of the, the business. And we've got a, an amazing team now, 10 people that are just rock stars. Killing it. And I think we finally found like where my passion lies <laughs> is really in helping these entrepreneurs. And I, and I realized it wasn't the product we were offering. It was the people we were offering it to. And just rubbing shoulders with these people has been, been legendary. So I'm excited. That's, that's how the business model came to be. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell us. <laughs> um, I'm a very long-winded person, so I'll try to keep it succinct. But <laughs> our, uh, I love telling the stories because they're, they're fun. Um, so our model is actually very, very simple. So what we found was that, um, and, I, and our entire business is built around one statistic. So there was, I can't remember who did it, but they did a consumer study of, of 100,000 B2B um, consumers. Yeah. And they found that a B2B business, so business to business, they have to consume seven hours of content from you before they will even consider meeting with you, wow. let alone buy from you. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> seven hours of content. And I just remember sitting here going like years ago going, I don't even have seven hours of content on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let I alone. Think I still got about six hours and 45 minutes to go. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're about 15 minutes into this, yeah. right? Um, but what was interesting is, is we've built the whole business around that concept, right? It's a numbers play. Everybody's sitting here. Going, they're going to tell you, you need to have Instagram. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be on Clubhouse. You need to be on LinkedIn. It doesn't matter. Do you? Yeah. No, Do you? you don't. <laughs> I literally closed a six-figure deal before I had five people listening to my show. Okay. It has wow. nothing to do with people following you. Right. I, I had, a, I had a, a coach tell this to me once. He was like, it doesn't matter how many people follow you. It's how many people actually know you. True. Right. Because when, when somebody's following you, you kind of know them. Yeah. Right. 
but they need to know you. And I love that phrase because it's, it's how many people can you actually meet, get to know and build a relationship with. You can yeah. do that still through Instagram, email, whatever, of course. but you have to double down. So what we actually prioritize is a, it's a numbers game, right? We're not concerned about how many people are viewing each individual post. We're not concerned about how many people listen to the show. Our goal is to say, how do we multi-purpose? And so we're everywhere. So when somebody looks you up, they're seeing that you're everywhere, right? Yeah. And they're seeing that you have rich, amazing content everywhere. So what we do is we say, okay, you're a busy entrepreneur. Can you spend an hour a month producing at least four episodes of content, four 15-minute episodes? Yeah. And what we do is we then take that content and we turn it into four episodes. So we do it on, we create a podcast, we create a YouTube channel, and we create a blog out of it. And then we chop that up into social media content, which we then, we do like little miniature pieces, like caption videos, quote cards, that kind of stuff. Right. That we then drip out on social media for six months. And then we run our own campaigns to grow the shows. So it's, it's a very simple offer, but it's not something you can do by yourself, right? Nothing we're doing is rocket science. You could, like, Tori could pick it up. I mean, that made me sound like Tori's stupid. Tori's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a genius. But like any Joe Schmo, no. <laughs> <laughs> any Joe Schmo could come off the street and do any piece of what we do. The truth is what people are hiring us for is they don't want to build the team and they want everything done for them, right? Yeah. And I hope that's a lesson to your listeners of like how to structure an offer is it doesn't have to be a rocket science. Oh, this is an amazing thing. It's like, dude, you don't have the time. I've got the team yeah. and the time. Let us do it. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's us in a nutshell. And I can break down that offer however you want to. So, you know, I find it it's funny because um, you sent me the link to your website, which is podcastmultipliers.com. And right at the top of the website says, steal our business model. <laughs> I dare and I, you. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's an awesome statement. <laughs> so what made you what made you feel the or inspired you to basically give it all away for free? The truth of the matter is, is again, it's not replicatable by one person. If you have a team, go to that page. It has video breakdown. We're going to be adding in the SOPs and everything. So you could literally copy and paste it and wow. use it. The big thing is, is we, we are under the opinion that there's enough business out there for everyone. Yeah. And we're, I, I think people try too hard to like create their differentiating factor and, and keep their methods secret. But the truth is, is that the more transparent you are with people and the more open, the more they'll trust you. Yeah. Right. That link alone. I, it, I know it sounds like I'm doing it as just out of the goodness of my heart, but I also know that they're going to go there. Yeah. And the people who would actually hire us and we would want to work with will look at it, spend two minutes on the page and be like, I'll just hire him. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then they come hire us. And that's why we we do it that way. Is it's like, hey, we obviously know what we're doing. We have everything that we could, everything that you don't have, come hire us. Right. Yeah. But if you're the type of person who says, Hey, you know, I have two or three VAs that could I could dedicate to this. And the truth is you could probably put a full-time person and do about 80% of what we do. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm like, hey, task, task somebody to it, have them go dive through the videos and they can do it. We have a very, very specific customer that we work with. So mm -hmm. it's, it ends up uh, working out in our favor. <laughs> that's awesome. So what would you say to someone who has never done a podcast or is starting to look at doing a podcast, just kind of words of advice or, you know, importance of it, um, how it's different from any other marketing method? Talk about that a little bit. 
So, and I, I love that you asked this question because this is like my true passion is that I think podcasting is literally the gateway to any human on the planet. If you want to sit down with Warren Buffett, start a podcast. If you want to sit down with Mother Teresa, I know she's dead. Right? <laughs> if you want to sit down with Mother Teresa, start a podcast, right? The, the president of the United States, start a podcast. Um, these people who seem unreachable are highly accessible to you. Number two, it's the introvert's dream, right? I may not seem like it, but I am actually a pretty introverted person. If I go to an event, I'm the guy who's like, I'm going to go network. And then I go hide in the corner of the whole yeah. event, right? And when I speak at it, fine, right? It's great. But that's because they're putting me in a position of power, not a position of like, I'm terrified out of my mind to talk to people, right? But for me, it was, it was this opportunity to get out of my shell. But the coolest thing about podcasting is that you don't have to be the all-knowledgeable, you know, the Russell Brunson, Gary Vaynerchuk, these type of people. Who you, they seem like they've got it all put together. And when you're starting a business, it's so difficult to get that confidence because you know you don't know everything. And so what I tell people is come up with a genuine question. Pay for a Zoom subscription. It's like, what, 15 bucks a month, 40 bucks? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyways, it's a very cheap subscription. And then sit down and, and book a time with somebody who you genuinely have real questions for. I mean, Tori and I were having a great conversation here because Tori's asking genuine questions. I can share my genuine opinions. But for me as the guest, it kind of stokes my ego, right? I get to come on. I get to brag about myself. I get to talk about what we're doing, right? Like That's why as the host, so me being the host, I love interviewing people because they they all of a sudden are going to be like, Tori's the most amazing human ever because she let me tell my story, yeah. right? Even billionaires, right? They want their story told. Yeah. And I have to illustrate this with a point because I had, I had a, uh, I think it was probably my 10th or 11th guest. Um, he was a guy um, who was referred to me by somebody else. This guy's done, I think, 200 million in sales for like 25 years, like 200 million a year, right? Consistently. Kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah. And nobody knows who he is. He is a complete no name, right? The guy has multiple car dealerships. He's got a big HVAC company, right? But he has a lot of companies doing a lot of things, but nobody knows him. He's never like, he has like a hundred followers on, on a social media platform at any given time, right? But, but this is the kind of guy who people need to know how he did it, right? Yeah. And I brought him on the show and I remember just for him, just lighting up, like this is the first time I've been able to really share my story. And at the time I probably had like 10 people listening to the show, right? But he ended up becoming one of our first clients. And it was because he was able to tell his story. And the cool thing is I had no cool questions. I didn't come prepared. I literally was just like, I hope this guy likes me kind of thing. Because <laughs> obviously Josh isn't prepared, right? So we sat down and we had a fantastic conversation. He, at the end of it, was like, how can I help you? Wow. Like, what do you do? What can I do for you? And that guy has pushed us dozens of clients, literally probably 50, 60 guests for our show who are big name people. Um, he's been a client and you know, just amazing guy. So I, I tell people that story to be like, look at what you can do. You know, there's people yeah. out there who still want their story told. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I love so much about you and the relationship that we have is you always, every time we talk, you're like, how can I help you? And you're always so willing to, you know, give back and encourage. And, and that's, you know, almost rare in this business. And I think, you know, for the, few of us who have that kind of mindset, it's, it's important. We need to, to spread it, make it more, um, make people think that way more like us, you know, and yeah. give back and don't have a scarcity mindset. And, 
you know, just be genuine and honest and, you know, have conversations with people. That's why I started a podcast is because I wanted to meet people that I wouldn't have the opportunity to have met otherwise and hear their stories, learn from them and share that with other people. Because of course, I could have a phone call, I could sit down, have coffee with somebody and have an amazing conversation. But I'm the only one who benefits from it. So it's like, right. <laughs> let's put this why not on. share it with the world? <laughs> yeah, why not share it with the world? So, you know, I'm just excited about that. But I, I appreciate the compliment. I, I don't think um, I think you'll find more and more in the podcast space that people are really giving. And and I do know for myself that because like, I mean, this is the first episode, right? For your show. Yeah. Well, like, it's I, my first guest. First so I've guest. Got two solo episodes and then my first guest. So an go and listen to those two episodes if you haven't listened to those. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to train Tori on podcasting while we're here, right? <laughs> uh, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, what a lot of people don't realize, though, is that you know, there's, there's a handful of people out there who are like, oh, it's your first step. I only come on if you have 200 episodes, right? People are, some people are just stupid, yeah. right? And I'm not going to name names. So there's a couple of those in the podcasting space who are just annoying. Um, they're like always in the top 10 and they're like, I only go on these podcasts or you go, oh my gosh. Right. But 99% of people are willing to come on. You just have to give them time. I mean, like Warren Buffett, you can get on Warren Buffett's calendar. You just have to book it a year out. Right. Yeah. And be willing to put in the effort to actually get through to him. I think people are more willing to give than you think you just have to give them the chance to. And the, the big thing is if you come at it, like you said, with that, that, uh, mentality of like, how, how can I leave an impact on this person and you being the visionary leader, right? Tori, like that's going to be one of your greatest strengths is that you actually genuinely care about people. That's why, you know, that's one of the the traits of a visionary leader, right? And if you actually care about them and not the money they're making or the opportunities they can give you and everything, the money follows. It's really amazing to watch how it all all comes about. I love that. I'm excited for this, this journey and you know, the, the many people that I'm going to meet along the way. And I, I'm excited to learn. I'm a, I'm a life learner is what I call myself. And so it's like <laughs> anywhere I can find something to learn from, from a person, from a book, from online, wherever the space, it's just, it's an opportunity for me to grow and share the stories of myself and, and others. Love it. Love so that. one of the other things that you had mentioned um, that you like to talk about is legacy based business. Can you um, can you touch on that and explain what is a legacy based business for those people who may not know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's mildly self explanatory. But um, there's a story I tell us all the time, right? There's there was this captain back in the olden days, right? And he he basically um, his his country was under attack, right? They didn't have a military at the time. So what he did is he ripped his coat and he wrote, it's called the title of Liberty on it, right? He wrote the title of Liberty on it. And then he went from village to village, putting that standard up and rallying people to his, to his call, right? He wasn't anything special, but because he was willing to do that, people followed him. And again, you know, he's in history books, right? And yeah. that's, that's the, the kind of business that we're looking for, right? And that's, and that's what we call legacy-based business. I think I kind of got a lot of this from network marketing because whatever opinion you have of network marketing, I actually don't do it myself now because I think there's better margins doing it yourself. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but the one thing that they do a fantastic job of is helping people be visionary and be legacy-based people because they're like, hey, let's let's build a movement. Let's build a community. 
And there's a lot of these words that are just thrown around, but if you really think about the, the true, what a community should be like, you're going to leave a legacy that will last. And, and the way that I look at it, you know, that's one of our tenants. We actually won't work with somebody if they're not a legacy-based entrepreneur. Um, so they're typically somebody who's done a lot of different businesses in their lives. So they become very successful, but they're like, you know, it's my turn to give back. And those are the type of people we love to work with because what's interesting is when they start to give back everything else, all of their other businesses somehow level up. I think it's a spiritual principle, whether you believe in God or not. I think it's a spiritual principle of giving that value and, and being willing to give back. And you'll just watch as all of your other resources become much more abundant, especially your time. Love that. How inspiring. <laughs> Josh, you inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, I, I could talk about that for days, but it's, it's such a, it's such a fun world we live in that so many people are willing to do that. You know, we, we see the news. I actually don't ever watch the news personally, but it's like, there's all this negativity going on, but the truth is there's way more good people out there than you would think. Yeah. And you'll start to find them the more that you're the person to start rallying them, right? Placing the banner down and being like, Hey, we're moving forward. Are you coming with us? So, you know, it's funny when I, um, when I look at that term legacy based business for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this now. Um, I have two young boys. And so I think about the legacy that I leave behind and all of the work that I do is obviously to better my family to, you know, uh, be an inspiration to my kids to show them that, you know, you can do anything. And, and so for me, it's that legacy. What is my legacy? I always think about what am I leaving behind? And, and what will my children see? And what will they grasp from this, you know, when they're in their 20s, when they're in their 30s? And so I know you just had a little boy. And yeah. uh, so I don't know if, if you want to talk on that a little bit. Yeah, I, he's my first son, right? He's only three months old at the time of this recording. But what I have even found, even just having him is like, I want him to see me running for something because even though, like I said, like my, my dad never became a multimillionaire, right? He, he left a legacy on me because I knew I'm like, I've got to run as hard as he did or harder. Right. Yeah. And, um, I love to see that, especially for mo like single moms in, in particular, but it's just so cool to see that you're like showing your kids. I'm pursuing something and that doesn't have to be business, right? Yeah, you could be like, anything. I'm pursuing fitness or I'm pursuing becoming an author or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I always encourage people. I'm like, do that simply because, and it's nice now that I have a kid. Cause I can't be like, it's for your kids. Right? You don't even have kids, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we tried. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want but, them. Uh, I really do. <laughs> I've only been married five years. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's just, it's so, um, it's so inspiring. Like you said, like, I, I think you, you just nailed it on the head for, for leaving that so your kids can see you running for something. Because I, I think you can try to instill a lot of different principles in your kids' minds, right? And we try to beat it in like, hey, do what I do or do what I say, not what I do type right. thing. Yeah. But if you're pursuing something and you're running as hard as you can towards it, I think your kids will turn out 10 times better than they ever could with anything else simply because they're thinking with a brain of, of progress yeah. and looking forward to it. I agree. It's almost like, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk, you know, lead it in and those will follow. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I completely live by that. Um, my wife, we actually had this conversation the other day. My wife had a moment um, 
you know, we've just landed a couple bigger deals and I keep coming home like stoked about what's happening. And, and she kind of had a moment where she's like, man, I'm lucky to be married to you. But she's like, I do feel like being overshadowed a little bit. And we had a good conversation because she's, she's ready to start pursuing other things as well. And she's like, I've got to, I've got to also match your, your speed and your, your desire to do things. If we want Griffin is my son's name too, to, uh, become better. And it's just fun to see that, that, you know, inspiration inspires other inspiration. And, and so it's cool to see that, you know, and if you, if you are feeling the way like my wife did, cause I do know a lot of it, it's, it can be either side, the husband or the wife, you know, when one of them becomes hyper successful in the other, in something, the other mm-hmm. one feels like they're worthless. And that's not the case, you know, no. like I would not be where I am without my wife, but I also want my wife to pursue her goals too. So yeah. I, I love to see couples that are like powerhousing it and are still leading their children. One of the great guys, he's actually somebody you should all look up. His name's Evan Money. He's married his same wife 29, probably 30 times now. So he goes and marries her every year, like remarries her, <laughs> redoes their vows. Um, and he's the funniest guy, but he and his wife, it's a business, but they're also running towards it together. Yeah. And their kids are spectacular, like mm-hmm. amazing kids. And I, and I look at him and I go, that's, that's what happiness is. Yeah. Right. So I it's, it's that. a pretty, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool company too. <laughs> well, any final thoughts before we wrap up our amazing episode that everyone has loved and listened to all the way through <laughs> all million of you better be listening to this <laughs> um first off i just want to say thank you tori i mean it's, it's always fun to be able to come in and share fun inspiring stories with each other and I, I love the give and take that you've done so you did a fantastic job i i hope that everybody listening to this will take a moment to just say where am i assess where you're at and then determine what's what's that thing that you can run towards and make it something legacy based don't make yeah. it about money and the money will come. Yeah, I love it. And where can everybody find you and where do you want them to reach out and connect with you? You bet. I mean, honestly, I'm a pretty accessible guy. My team would say otherwise, but <laughs> um, <laughs> what I always tell people is you can always just check out the podcast. It's theluckytitan.com. But if you are interested in starting a podcast, just go over to podcastmultipliers.com and then it's forward slash steal my business, right? I love it. That's, steal my uh, business. <laughs> <laughs> go over there, check it out. And then if you don't want to do it yourself, you can hire us. Well, thank you, Josh. It's been such a pleasure. I'm happy to share this conversation and the stories that we've we've told um, with my audience. And you know, I'll have to have you back on after I have a hundred episodes, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.